You're listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with your dating coach, Trip from TripAdvice.com. Do you struggle with getting girls to like you? You'll learn step-by-step how to talk to girls to create deep connections, whether it be for <laughs> one night of wild fun, a one-week fling. Are you currently involved in a sexual relationship? Or for a lifelong partner. Full of long-lasting pleasure. Here's your host, Trip. Hey, what's going on? Trip here from TripAdvice.com. You're listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast. Big welcome to you. This episode is sponsored by Spartagen XT, your resource and your 100% natural supplement to help you with testosterone boosting. So if you find that you might be low on testosterone, you find that you're not able to achieve the results you want in bed, that's right, in the bedroom with another woman, like you can't maintain an erection or you get too nervous or you finish too fast when you're with a girl, you don't feel confident in the bedroom, well then look no further because Spartagen XT is the resource for you. It has been tested and it has really worked on a lot of different studies. They have herbs and different vitamins in there that work together that help you gain that confidence back in the bedroom. So if you want to boost your testosterone and do it naturally, this is the way to do it. So go to SpartanLibido.com. Again, that's SpartanLibido.com. I'll put that link for you right in the resources section here on the podcast. All right? Very cool. Now, got a great interview for you today. Another one with Stefan Erdman. Have you heard of this guy? He's pretty big on YouTube. That's right. He's a guy that I used to, I still do. I look up to him because he's got an amazing channel with really kick ass videos. Okay. And videos teaching you all this stuff on how to attract women, how to be confident with women, how to talk to women, how to approach them. In fact, his website is called approachatwill.com. So, Check them out, approachatwill.com. I'll also put that in the show notes, and you can get a free video series from him, and I highly suggest you do it, because why not? It's free. So if you want to learn how to approach women, talk to women, meet women, then that's the uh, that's the way to do it. Check it out, approachatwill.com. And we talk about some really cool stuff. We're talking about the best times to approach a girl. We talk about his special opener formula for how to open up a conversation with a girl. We also talk about why the word approach actually harms you in terms of approaching women and we go into depth on that so stay tuned for this interview coming up in just a minute now also if you don't already know you can get one of my free products well it's not necessarily free it actually costs something if you go to the website but if you're listening to this you can get it for free how can you do it how can you get the free program called conversation that gets you dates it's very simple All you got to do is take a screenshot of your iTunes review for the How to Talk to Girls podcast and send it to me, trip at tripadvice.com, and we'll hook you up. That's right. We'll send you login information to get access to this course called Conversation That Gets You Dates. Why do you need this program? Because it breaks down the entire structure of conversation. So you'll learn how to talk to girls successfully, how to get their number, how to turn them on when you talk to them. One of my favorite courses ever because it really breaks down conversation to a T. So go ahead and take a screenshot of your iTunes review, send it to me, and we'll get it to you. All right, so without further ado, here is my interview with Stefan Erdman of ApproachAtWill.com. 
Hey, Stefan, how's it going, man? Hey, Trip, it's good. It's going well here in London. How are you doing? Doing fantastic over here in Chicago. How cool <laughs> is that that we get to like just do podcasts and you're halfway across the world and yet we can still do these little interviews with perfect sound quality? Yeah, it sounds pretty good to me at the moment. <laughs> yeah. um, you wouldn't be even be able to see me here in the street because it's so foggy in London at the moment. Oh, gosh. I All mean, the so planes were grounded. It actually is that foggy. It's not like a cliche thing. It is, it is that bad. Yeah, just this one day, these two last days, basically. Oh, <laughs> Never happens, but anyway. Yeah, All I right. remember I was, uh, I was in London doing coaching a year ago, last August, and I don't know how long you've been in London for, but when I was out there coaching, it was beautiful. I mean, I, I think August might be the best month to visit just because it was, it was clear, sunny skies almost every day. Summer's great in London. Summer's the best time, basically, because uh, a lot of people go away because they have children, so they have to get out of the city, uh, going to other countries. But actually, summer is the great time. So I, I really feel for people that have to leave in the summer, you know, yeah. because it's that's where it's nice. Winter, uh, it's time to leave the country. <laughs> How cold does it get? Although we're, we're going to be Not, speaking different languages here because you're probably going to talk in Celsius. I don't really know Celsius that well. Yeah, I don't, but, I don't know. I don't know the other stuff. I mean, I, I like Celsius, but, you know, the Brits, they, I don't even, they, they talk Fahrenheit as well, right? Oh, they do. No, Fahrenheit, which, I'm getting confused now. Which is Celsius? Celsius is what we do in Germany, and Fahrenheit is the opposite, isn't it? Yeah. It's when it a, kind, it's kind of goes America. up to 100 or something. Yeah, it goes Gee, up to like 100, 115. Yeah, you're. right? No, I mean, here it's Celsius. So for me, it's Celsius. Um, so I would go, um, it goes maybe to not even so bad. It just gets kind of wet and dark that's why i don't like so i go off to east asia or something <laughs> well let me ask you so we're talking today about meeting and and approaching women uh, you know you're you're an expert at that stuff and a lot of guys have trouble with that but well, let me ask you do you think it is what's your favorite time to approach women is it summertime or is it winter i mean of course winter is really cold and knowing to go out there but do you the find like a time. difference between mm. like I don't know, the energy of women during winter. Because here's the thing, right? I, I could sit here and I could think of pros and cons for both. I could say, oh, summer's the best because more women are out and everyone's kind of like happy and, and walking around. But then again, there's more competition. And I could say, oh, winter's really good too because there's something about winter that's very romantic, <laughs> right? The holiday season. I don't, I don't have any stats on this, but like if I were to say, I would think that the wintertime would be a time where people are getting together more, like more relationships are created. Uh, I don't know. I think the girls might be a little bit hornier, to be honest with you. You know, just like you want someone to snuggle up to on the, on the <laughs> holiday, cold, cold days. You know, what do you think about that? Honestly, I haven't really thought about it much. But um, I think I think these two different times, winter definitely notice in London, there's a real difference in terms of how people are genuinely feeling. So you do feel that people look really miserable in general. And when you're out and about, um, the way I like to meet people or women especially, it's not really like in a premeditated kind of approach. So I don't really go out and go, well, tonight I'm going to, you know, or today I, I'm going to meet like, I'm going to get five numbers or something. But for me, it's all a lot about the sort of the moments that are happening with people. And I think of those moments when you're out and about, just because people are a lot more like happy to be out and about and do, doing stuff and 
feel freer. I think that's why in spring and, and summer and when it's a bit warmer, uh, people just genuinely seem to be in a better mood. So they they you get into conversations with women um, more easily. I guess there's there's less less sort of state issues to overcome with people you know like because they're in a in a stressed out state because they hate <laughs> living because they're having to commute to work and it's freezing cold and it's dark and wet or whatever you know and everybody's a bit miserable right so i mean maybe there's maybe summer and 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 spring has the edge you know but on the other hand you know if you're in another environment it all depends on the situation you know if you're inside of course it makes a difference it's right. just the state people are in you know yeah, you know, it's funny because I could also make the argument, you know, you're right. People are maybe in a generally kind of like worse off mood during the cold season. But yeah. maybe that's a great time to do an approach because you get a chance to make the girl feel good. And she's just like waiting for, you know, a moment in her life where she can just like feel amazing during this terrible yeah. cold weather. So either totally. way. I Either like way. that, yeah. So, Stefan, tell us a little bit about yourself. If there's any guys on here who don't know you, uh, you know, maybe give us a little intro of how you got into this and and All right. where you started and things like that. You know, Stefan, if you don't already know, uh, listener, that he has a really big YouTube channel. Similar to mine, we teach a lot of uh, the same kind of core concepts about meeting, attracting, approaching women. And, uh, you know, I, I know that, you're very popular on YouTube. I just don't know. I don't know personally kind of where it began. So I'm curious too. you know, tell us okay. more about how this all started for you. Well, you're certainly very popular on YouTube yourself, you handsome young man. Oh, thank um, you. Stop but, it, please, please. Um, here's the thing. Um, basically, I, I grew up in, I, I'm in a second language, okay? I'm, I'm German. I grew up in East Germany of all places. So I'm practically still working for the Stasi. If you've ever heard of the state security of East Germany, no, I'm not really working for them, but um, we kind of jumped over the wall before the wall came down. Uh, I was quite young then. And so I, 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 that kind of turned me into somebody that arrived in another country, even though it was all both Germany. Um, but it kind of gave me a bit of a jolt to my system because I guess... You know, I was a little bit bullied for a while in school uh, when I got to the new country. And um, kind of after I got out of puberty, I I was kind of a very hypersensitive, sort of quite insecure, super shy guy who really <laughs> just seemed to complicate things extremely with women, okay? So I'd read lots of novels about, you know, from Thomas Mann and stuff, so serious German stuff. And uh, I was quite brainy as a kid. I hope I've left some of that behind, to be honest, because um, intelligence is a little bit overrated. Um, and basically, then I just turned up to, to in London and, you know, it was quite challenging for me here to be here. And, and I went to drama school and uh, that was great, but also I was super shy and kind of insecure in the process and overanalyzing everything. And then, um, like... I was in that state for quite a while, but I was forced basically to 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 face a lot of my fears because I, you know I, I was becoming an actor and I went to auditions all the time and and if you're shy you want to go to auditions like you're screwed because you don't want to um, you know you don't really want to engage with people so much uh, but you have to and you have to be really confident about stuff. Yeah. But I learned a lot in drama school and I to be honest I drew a lot of my learning from that and then. Later on, I had some 
yeah, really bad experiences with women that kind of just made me just get um, get the hint that I needed to really look at this uh, carefully. Um, and by the way, Trip, if you want to inter- interrupt me or, or ask me anything at any point, feel free. And if I talk too much, just cut me off no, and, no, and cut in, is, okay? I prefer to just, you keep, know, mess keep going. around. I'm, I'm following. Right. I'm seeing where you're at. Let me ask you this. In the story, where are we in terms of age? Um, well, I mean, I, when I say end of puberty, I mean, I, I basically, um, I, we went to, to, to West Germany when I was like, I don't know, like um, 11 or so. Um, and so I kind of started again in, in West Germany. And, and then when I, later on, when I started, like, you know, went to, to university and stuff like that, or, or trained, trained with Russell Brand, by the way. <laughs> really? <laughs> we were together in the same year. Yeah, he was a bit of a nightmare, but he, he's, he's, a, he's an all right. He's a good guy. Wow. Um, it's so just funny when you, when you know him so well. <laughs> Um, he always used to whistle in, in Balik, make really weird sounds uh, sometimes to get through the day because it was quite a tough school. But anyway, um, let's, not, uh, let's not get too much into, into drama school. That's a whole different time. But um, then basically, when I was finished with that, I was in my early 20s and, well, early-ish mid-20s and, and women was still a bit, big struggle. Then um, I was… When you say struggle, how do you mean exactly? Well, I could, I, one story I, I tell people, um, which, you know, is to give you an example, how I used to be basically <laughs> was when um, I don't want to go, I mean, I don't want to spend too much time talking about my background and stuff, but if you have time, great. But um, I know that people obviously want to get, get, get some good stuff here. Um, but I mean, one situation is I, I you know, let's say I, I, I got into the tube in the morning and I see this amazing girl, right? And uh, uh, she looked straight at me and she was this beautiful model and I was just like, wow. You know, she looked not my usual type, but she was like blonde and like tall and slim. I had like a portfolio under her arm and she just looked at me and I'm looking at her and we're like having that amazing moment of like locking eyes and thinking, boom, you know, you've got this, um, you, you have this instant imaginary relationship, I call it, you know, when you see a girl and you're like, you start projecting forward into the future like so many guys are doing. And I had that with her and then I freaked out completely and I would not know, uh, especially when a girl wanted me to talk to her, when it was clear that she wanted me to talk to her, I would just completely freeze up. And so with this girl, literally, I walk into the station with her, basically almost behind her. We go into the lift together. She's there with me by ourselves, right? So I'm standing like two meters away from this amazing girl that's giving me like 50 signs that she wants me to talk to her, right? Who's like my dream girl. And I'm seeing myself like on the porch in 50 years, looking at our grandchildren. <laughs> I can't talk to her, <laughs> literally. You nice. Know. That's so romantic. Um, I love it. Keep going. Uh, yeah, that's how it used to be, you know? Like, and I, you know, part of me is still, you know? I, I, it's no, nice to have no, these wonderful there's, feelings. There's that's nothing that's wrong what, with it. Yeah, no. Yeah. It's, uh, it's and, fantastic. Yeah, continue. Yeah, and so, and so I didn't say anything to this girl. And then we get, and then you start to, as I mean, I think a lot of people listening to this will probably recognize certain elements of this story. And then you start to rationalize why today is not the right day and how 
fate mean you know how how you need to meet her again so that it's fate that you need to talk to her and all that kind of bullshit you tell yourself to make yourself feel better when you screw up and uh, it was so bad that the next few days actually i i waited around at the tube station if she would come again at the same time and then she finally came and by that time i'd already like figured out what i was going to say to her oh this is great um but of course by the time it actually happened i had so many different versions in my head that uh, clearly i didn't know what to say anymore and then basically um embarrassingly i have to admit <laughs> what i did was i basically walked in front of her hoping that she would talk to me basically yeah so oh, wow. <laughs> i would literally like walk in front of her so that she would talk to me and then again we went in the lift together and again i didn't say anything and basically then i i still been able to kid myself this is how complicated i was at the time and this is how difficult it was for me this is how much i thought about how other people thought about me because i wasn't even like you know it's a mixture between deep lying fear of rejection or being being weird and and secondly it's also like i've always had a real um desire i've always had this thing in my head that i needed to be different from other guys i didn't want to be like a like one of these douchebags that just hit on girl after girl yeah because i always felt like i don't want to make anybody feel weird or uncomfortable of course i took that to an extreme at the time but that one thing actually is still something that really matters to me a lot and this is why also i found a different way of of meeting women that's not that's quite different i think from what a lot of people in the uh, more hardcore sort of pickup community teach, like, which may be like standing in the middle of the street and like basically stopping women left, right and center and blocking their way and, you know, doing whatever they can to mm -hmm. stop them. And, and if they don't want to talk to you or they feel weird about it to basically just move on to the next one, um, I find that approach quite aggressive. And I, I, I still feel I have a lot of responsibility for how people feel with me. I, uh, how do you explain this? Any person I interact with in my life, I want them to feel, I don't want them to get a bad impression of human beings, basically, okay? I want them to feel better from having had the interaction. Sure, yeah. That's really the, so I can't just, you know, I don't want to, and I, I also don't feel good about hitting on girls without feeling that i can enjoy the process and the process is also fun for them yeah so that's why i'm not sort of like oh well now for the next next half an hour i'm gonna try to get 10 numbers or something i don't ever really do that i used to do that for a while but it kind of freaked me out after a while and it made me feel quite sort of lost in my head and about who i was and what i wanted and what i was all about how come well i just felt I don't know. For me, it's just uh, I need to get the goal. I need to achieve what I want to achieve and enjoy the process, basically, mm -hmm. and feel good about it. Right, right. Okay. Does that make sense? Or? Yeah, that does make sense. So I'm curious to know, then, what is uh, your method or your preferred method? I'm guessing it's similar to probably what you teach, uh, but I'd like to know kind of yeah. what that is. Yeah, I only teach stuff that I've figured out myself, I guess, mainly, or that I've that I've found useful in my own life that I've been uh, trying out many, many, many times. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, in general, how I 
I guess how my stuff is different or how how I how I get into conversations with women. Um, I don't really do the typical sort of like approaching a girl. To be honest, even the whole idea, I, I don't, I mean, I have a program called Approach at Will, but the thing I teach in the program is actually, I mean, one of the things I teach in the program is actually to, to, to not use the word approaching in the first place. So what I realized in my own life that when I think about approaching women, the associations I have are quite negative because if you think about what do you associate with approaching something? Like if what, what, what kind of phrases come up in your mind when you think, when you hear the word approaching apart from women now for, for a change? Well, when you, you might approach a- something, it's, I guess one of the things that comes up is that you might, you have a chance of screwing up. Or I guess yeah. you you could, you know, something will work or it won't. You know, I guess in this case it'd be like if we're talking about approaching women, it's like, well, if you do an approach, you're expecting to either get rejected or accepted. Yeah, that's right, exactly. So other phrases that that I that that pop pop in my head when when you think about approaching, when you look at a, a dictionary or something, approaching a bank for a loan, approaching a, a, a dangerous animal, approaching an edge. You know, you're not there yet. You sort of feel on the way somewhere. You, it, it seems to have dangerous connotations, mostly. Um, and uh, it's just, it doesn't feel like you are, you have a right to be there yet, you know? Yes. So what I teach, I mean, what, what, what word, for example, works really, really well for me. Because when you put a word, it creates a frame for the activity, right? And... There's a great quote by Wittgenstein. There's a is an Austrian. You know Wittgenstein? I am not oh. familiar. He's a is a Austrian philosopher, I think. Um, he's quite extraordinary in some ways, but um, I may misquote the slide. He says basically the the um, the borders of your language are the borders of your world. Ooh, I, I like that. I like that. What he says basically is I I, I may have loosely translated this, but um, what he says basically is. It's a bit the same as, as it has to do with framing as well. You know, like when you call something a specific thing, when you, when I call approaching woman, a woman approaching a woman, um, I have certain associations with that and I create a certain frame for that. Yeah. Yeah. If I call the same thing that I might be doing something else, I might start to have different associations with it and I might also do it differently and the process will will feel differently. For example, I love the word engaging a woman, okay? So I use the phrase engaging a woman and I remind myself of that or I did in the past specifically when I thought about it more. Um, Now I just do it automatically. But I teach guys to find a different word for the process. It might also be cheering a girl up or, you know... uh, uh, I don't know. Engaging a woman is is really is is really a, a great phrase for me. Um, but I get people to think about what's the word that that actually makes them feel good about talking to a girl for the first time. Cheering somebody up is a good one. Making somebody feel good is a good one. Um, cheering up works really well because it kind of puts you into a state of, you know, um, you're going to give something. Um, approaching a woman just sounds like, you know, it just sounds like the wrong mindset to have. And the easiest way to change how you feel about something is to change the word you call it. And this works with pretty much anything. 
Yeah, I like that. And I like that idea there that you're reframing. I feel like that quote that you said too, I would even go deeper and say, uh, say the quote again. I want, I want, I don't want to butcher it. Yeah, I don't want to butcher it either. But I think the way I translated that, I think the 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 borders or the 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 confines of your language are the confines of your world. Maybe confines is a better word, or the borders of your of your language yeah, are the borders bor- of borders your world. Borders is good. I would say almost. I I would like to say, the borders of your thoughts are the borders of your world. You know, it's like the way that you think about things and the thoughts that come up in your head. And the way that you, I guess, try to go about this world and and define the things in front of you, you know, that's as far as you're going to go. So an example to that would be, you know, if you're thinking something negative, well, then that's as far as it's going to go, right? So if you're thinking, oh, this girl's probably going to reject me, well, then she probably will reject you because you're in that mindset. Yeah, you know, absolutely. It, and, you yeah. know, that's why you always, this is a, such a crucial thing for people to understand. Um, and this is one of the easiest things that if somebody gets this for real, that's usually one of the biggest problems. Too many people, um, they get themselves to, okay, they, they say, well, I have to approach women, otherwise I'm a, I'm, I'm a loser or something, and I just have to make it happen. But deep inside, they expect to be rejected. Okay, and they are never really consciously aware of that. But you can see it very often with people how they interact with people. You know, when you have builders, for example, if they, if if somebody, you know, you can see people approaching women, which which is such a pain for women. They basically make some sort of attempt to talk to them, but then actually it already sounds like they don't really they they know that they're going to be uh, blown off basically. And they sound already like that. So giving a half ass attempt of like starting a conversation. Um the key thing you always need to learn is with 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 any 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 of this and I'm sure you talk about this as well. You need to always expect that she likes you. You must expect that she likes you. You must expect her to want to give her you her number. You must expect her to uh, be interested in you. That needs to come through in how you talk about her or how you talk to her and how you talk about yourself or how you, you know, in your voice and your whole behavior. Yeah, um, I th- I that's think a big that's, lesson. That's that. I think, we, what do they say? They, I, I've talked about this too. It's, it's called assuming attraction. You know, you're yeah, just making yeah. the assumption that she's interested in you. I even like to take it a step further. And again, th- there's many ways to skin a cat. You could do it that way. I talk about doing it that way. Another way you could do it is don't assume anything. Really go and find out. You know, it's like, don't even assume she likes you. Don't assume that she doesn't like you. Just going into the interaction just to learn something about her or going back to what you said, go into the interaction solely to do the one thing that you wanted to do instead of approach like cheer her up or find out something about her or you know whatever it was but basically Mm. have that more in mind than assuming anything uh you know just keep it completely neutral and let it kind of play out as it is yeah yeah and i i agree with you and uh you know what i I just wanted to say one thing about the the idea of of assuming uh, that she likes you um i kind of like I see this as a as a as a general thing, okay? Um I try that's when it really changed things for me. I realized that I had this underlying belief that in order for people to like me, 
or basically I had this underlying belief that people in general didn't like me and that only by doing certain things they would start to like me yeah like that when you switch that what like which things like like i don't know you have to be extra nice or you have to be extra interesting or stuff like that you know what i mean um in order to make people like you now we're going a little bit more into confidence and inner game now i guess we which we <laughs> so maybe we we're, we're being sidetracked here but i guess for a lot of people who are quite shy uh, or quieter or like uh, careful about interactions with, with women the underlying issue may be that in general they are a little bit wary of people in general that's another layer there so for that the idea of assuming that people like you in general is a really important one that you need to become aware of but this is quite you know this is more i mean if we do another one one day we talk about inner game and confidence and stuff like that maybe that's that's a better topic here to go into in more depth right right so let's let's keep talking about more about approaching and, and your style of doing it so okay uh, teach us more about what you uh what method you prefer again so you said okay first we talked about we're not using the word approach anymore so we're reframing our thinking here which All right. i really like and then what's after that okay so that's sort of more inner game and conditioning yourself right um then basically what i tend to teach people is not to kind of you know the whole process of going up to a girl in the street or stopping her in the street uh, and and so forth um is is a bit like using a hammer to kind of i don't know to to approach in a way it feels quite you're clashing with her world rather than aligning with her world um so for me it's far more natural if you're standing in the queue in Starbucks next to a person that is in the same situation as you. It's far easier for somebody to start a conversation in that process rather than trying to stop somebody in the middle of the street. Okay? Because you're physically close already. You are in a in a an environment that I call semi-mobile, which is you are f- kind of in the same space. Um, and you're next to somebody, let's say you're looking at the same thing, and um, it feels like a, a pressure-free zone, basically, because you both can leave, but you're sort of there with each other for a little while. So that, to me, is a, is a great environment to get into a conversation with a girl. So it happens a lot, quite naturally. So for people who find it hard to... Who pe- for people who find it difficult to kind of get the courage or whatever people say they need to start a conversation with a girl um, because they think the only way to start a conversation with a girl is to basically block somebody in the street and um, hit them with a compliment and hope that they will respond and not reject them. Um, this is a lot easier. So being in the same space already... Uh, let's say you're in a coffee shop and you, you know you are you're walking past somebody you notice something about somebody or you're sitting next to somebody those are the really really easy situations where you can start conversations with women um, in the most natural way and it can feel like they're kind of talking more to you than you even to them and that's easy because you are not basically um, going with a sort of hammer or sledgehammer approach 
I mean, that's one aspect of, of, I guess, how I do things differently. I like to notice an op- I'd, l- I'd like to notice a moment and get into a conversation with a girl, uh, I guess, in a way that people call quite indirectly. So that's probably a good keyword to, to note to talk about indirect. You know, that's what I do a lot. And that's what I teach my guys a lot, because especially for people who are a bit shy or quiet or introverted, and that's where I originally come from, um, it's a much more... Uh, step-by-step easy approach to get into a conversation with a girl and then it's all about listening and reacting rather than talking for ages um, and uh, taking the conversation from there and turning it into what you want it to be so let me ask you a question what would you do then if you were walking down the street and you saw a beautiful woman walk by would you still approach or would you not want to do that because it's because you talk about not really wanting to stop her on the street? I mean, what would be? It your depends. Move at I mean, there's point? streets, there's streets and streets, right? I mean, what I'm talking about is like sometimes, <laughs> sometimes in the weekend, uh, if I ever happen to be in an area in London where it's really, really busy, like Oxford, uh, Oxford Street, for example, I see kind of boot camps uh, on Oxford Street, guys, and I can spot them from a distance, and they're basically. It's the super, super busy road. There's shitloads of people um, and women are trying to get through all these people and they end up standing in the middle of that blocking women's ways and they're just like, get out of my face or trying to move past. In those sort of situations, I don't really think about starting conversations with women, okay? okay? I don't think it helps people either to kind of have that, I mean... It sets a tone for this, uh, which which it basically it it breeds having uh, lots of interactions which are gonna happen. I mean, if you which are either gonna have quite extreme outcomes, you know, that doesn't mean that it can't work and it's not great. But since I'm always erring on the side of I want to make the experience for everybody better, I don't t- tend to take the the busiest place, which is already stressful where you're competing with all this other noise and right. stuff and you're bumping into people and people get pissed off because you're in their way, that's not when I think about, oh, let's have a conversation with a girl, right? Um, so I don't really see this as a sort of like a like an obstacle course, like how hard can I make it for myself? I know, I mean, <laughs> I know Simple Pickup, they, they do some funny videos about making it really hard for themselves and that's it's great to see on YouTube. But uh, uh, for me, I, uh, I, I always teach people how to make it easy for themselves, you know? Um, and so for me, the environment is, is, is a big key. So if you have a quiet street when you're walking down and it's like this um, and you, you, you happen to bump into a beautiful girl, of course I'll talk to her if I feel like it, yeah? So it's not like never approach a girl in the street or never talk to a girl in the street. But I always feel like, for me, I like to do it most when there is an easy way in where it's literally where I, I'm 75% sure that she is going to be happy to talk to me. And this actually has a lot to do with her face, to be honest. I mean, that's the key point here as well. It's not just the environment, but you know what? I need to notice that there is something about her that makes me feel, yes, her and me, we can have a conversation now. Um, she's somebody that I would appreciate and I'm curious about her 
Um, so I don't tend to go to speak to a girl just because she's hot, but I also need to uh, have a slight sense of her personality because otherwise, you know, I, I don't tend to to kind of talk to girls that look stressed and are in the middle of something that's totally important to them, like, you know, because that does kind of go against my my thing, really, you know? So, right. yeah. Talk to girls that are in a, in a situation where they are more likely to be open to talking to, to a guy, yeah? Okay. Uh, yeah, not to a girl sense. who's like talking seriously on the phone to somebody, on the other hand, or who is like rushing for a train or something. So, where do you find this situation most of the time? You said something about coffee shops. Uh, okay. Where else? Um, well, um, lots of places like, yeah, coffee shops. Um, uh, restaurants, um, like, I don't know, I was going to say hotels, but that sounds like, you know, but hotels, um, uh, airports, uh, exhibitions, bars, the quieter bars are usually better. I don't really tend to go clubbing these days also because women are a bit usually, it's like a microcosm and it's a little bit, you're competing with all that noise. I don't really like clubs very much. So you have to be quite, you have to be quite out there for clubs to, to you can't really talk to women. So um, it's more like you have to just grab them and take them home. Um, so yeah, all, all these kind of environments, I call them semi-mobile environments, but basically where you can mingle, where there's like a social element already in it, um, but where you're not kind of, on the one hand, where they're not rushing down the highway on the opposite side of the road, um, where you have to brutally stop them in their tracks from their goal. Uh, that's not an easy way of starting a conversation with a girl. Um, or the other extreme is like if you're sitting next to her on the plane for a six-hour journey, there is a bit of pressure on her. So that, that can work, but it's not ideal because in a way you want to make it easy for a girl to also like feel that she doesn't feel the pressure to talk to you because you're there and you, you're not going to leave, you know, <laughs> because that's usually harder to actually notice whether whether she's just playing along or whether things are actually going nicely. Right. And so what do you think, you know, I have an idea of what you might try to open up with because it sounds like, you know, you're trying to do it in a more natural way, uh, depending on kind of what the situation is and, and what they're doing. But do you have any kind of uh, general ideas you can share with us in terms of what, how, how you would start the conversation with a girl like this? Okay. Um, starting conversation is really, um, it needs to be fun in some way for you, okay? I, 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 I'm not somebody that loves to uh, use generalized ways of, of starting a conversation. For me, the more related it is to the current situation and what you notice, the better. Uh, I have an idea that uh, that I picked up from. I have a. This is a great concept that I picked up actually, like uh, uh, from from a writing or marketing or something. Um, and I love this. I I really adopted it because it was really what I did on my best days. And then I thought, oh, wow, this is cool. And I call this. Uh, uh, you might have heard about this. I don't know. Um, joining the conversation that's happening in her head. Interesting. Uh, okay, I have heard of something like that in terms of, uh, I think in terms of like marketing. But tell yeah, us about exactly. this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, great. Yeah. 
Somebody, some very, some very smart person, I think Gary Halbert or something, said this uh, about, you know, you start to, do, when you write a, a, a sales letter or something, you need to join the conversation that's happening in the head of the prospect or something, I think. But I realized that's exactly what I'm usually, what I've always been trying to do with women when I, and, and it's such a great way of uh, um, instantly aligning with her, with her thinking. Here's what usually happens. The problem is very often when guys get bad reactions from women, it's when they basically don't realize that any person at any point in their life is doing something or busy thinking about something, you know? They're in the middle of something. Even though they may be standing somewhere, they're in the middle of something, okay? Sometimes you can see a girl hasn't really got much to focus on or she's just flicking through Facebook. Then you know that, okay, she's not really that busy with something. But there's always something that she's doing, right? Now, the key is to, if you want to make this first thing very smooth and you don't ever want to get a situation where you're like, where a girl goes like, who? Who are you? Like, why are you talking to me? leave me alone, that kind of thing, um, um, which guys always want to, you know, avoid, right? Um, so you want to find a way of instantly aligning with what she's thinking about. So let me give you an example. Um, that doesn't always have to be the case, but, you know, it's, it's a really easy way in. Um, so, for example, um, if you stand at the bus stop and there's a girl standing there and, uh, you know, she looks like she... Um, is impatient or she's waiting for the bus uh, because she looks at her watch a few times or she sounds a little bit or she looks a little bit nervous or, or restless or whatever, what's the conversation that's happening in her head? Shit, I have to get to wherever it is and the bus is not coming and, you know, where the hell is the bus, right? So, you know, how do you start a conversation with her? if you want to join the conversation that's happening in her head, you basically say, well, no bus again, right? Where are those buses when you really need them? Yeah, that's probably better. <laughs> Where are those, you know, where's the bus when you actually need it, right? Or even then, something like, don't you hate it when you miss the bus or don't you hate it when you got to, uh, or like, you know, basically saying, relating to how she, uh, relating to the conversation that's happening in her head. Yes, yes, basically picking it up or responding to it. You know, you can even say like, um, it, it depends on how, how, what's coming into your mind, but um, you can be quite playful with this. You can basically, you can be, um, let me try to come up with a good example now. If, I mean, yeah, the simplest way is, yeah, don't you just hate it when the bus isn't coming? Um, although you can, you know, you don't want to necessarily relate to people on negatives, you know? So it's probably better to say, you know, something light along the lines of, um, you know, in England, they always say, nah, you wait for, for ages and then three come at one, come along at once, you know? Um, and then you can maybe link that into um, the fact that maybe three are going to come in a minute. Or, you know, the bus stop let me just think of the other another example now that we can give um yeah let's say you're in a bar and you stand lots of guys in a bar standing next to a girl girl looks at the menu of the cocktails and um you know you can literally stay next stand next to her and say uh something along the lines of overwhelming isn't it so much choice um, that will be an easy way of joining the conversation in her head because she'll be looking at the menu probably, right? 
and uh, or you could be uh, be useful in some way and say that's a very nice cocktail you should try this one um you're kind of joining the conversation ahead but you're also showing some empathy in the process but the idea of joining the conversation that's happening in our head you can get quite it's quite you know there's so many i mean I, there's a lot more examples in the in in my program i just can't really think of uh of more more fun examples so i'm just going to give you like the basic examples which is like you know align your thinking respond out loud to what she's probably thinking okay right that's that's the that's to put it in a nutshell and then there's different ways of going for the next steps with that but you know that as, as a starting point is a really useful way of starting to think about this rather than just waiting in like the other thing you would say if you're in a bar, for example, you would say, oh, you know, your average person would kind of go, oh, hi, my name is blah, blah. What's your name? You know, what are you doing here? Blah, blah, blah. Okay. But she still has that goal of wanting to get a drink, right? Because she's right. at the bar for a reason. So it makes a lot more sense to align with what her goal is, yeah, which is to get the drink and become a part of that little drink journey that's a lot smoother than if you like basically interrupt that process and become the obstacle to her goal which is initially was the drink does that make sense yeah that makes perfect sense it's like yeah you want to be part of that little chapter that's happening in her life right there and you want to smoothly insert yourself into that moment so yeah you, so you can get a positive reaction out of her yeah and it comes across as also it comes across you can be really smart with this and you can be like um like it just depends on what you notice about her right so you really have to learn to to observe people and notice stuff if she's at the bar and she's looking back to her friends for example uh while she's waiting at the bar and there's no serving staff you might say uh, or they 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 they're talking about it uh, about something over there and you notice that she's looking back at them you might you might um you might say to her for example to be really clever you might say um don't worry i don't think you're missing too much right now yeah and like then you that. come across like somebody who's like got in you know knowledge of her brain or what's going on in her head right because it kind of and it's quite disarming because she's like how did you know that? Or, you know, she might be thinking, oh, this guy, that's very unusual. And it's very smooth. You know, it's very, it's not something that she's ever heard before because it's very specific to the situation and maybe to her mindset. Of course, you're not always right, but it's still much better to come up with something, uh, to, to start the conversation with something very specific that's very much related to the conversation uh, that potentially is happening in her head or the situation that you're in, both of you. I also think it's kind of attractive to to show a woman that you're observant. Yeah. You know, I, I think I think us guys get kind of a bad rep for that. That we're not <laughs> very observant. You know what I mean? Like there's that kind of stereotype that we're just, you know, not really paying attention to the details. Yeah. And to show a woman that you're doing that can be can make you stand out from a lot of other guys, you know. Yeah, totally. And it, it can prevent a woman from feeling picked up. Right. Because, I mean, a lot of women, I, you know, a lot of women have, you know, when they hear similar words that other people have said to them before, 
they're giving something that usually they're getting into this mindset. Oh, okay, I've heard this before. Uh, I'm going to give my standard, what my friend Lisa called standard programmed responses. And they basically give standard answers to standard questions and in the process, they disengage. They don't get surprised. They don't get excited. They don't get taken. You know, women love to be um, like having a magic moment. They don't get up in the morning thinking, well, I hope really some guy will pick me up today with some standard questions and sort of like, like just like everybody else does. No, they think, oh, I wish I'm going to bump into the right guy today who's just going to say the right thing and somehow going to get me straight away and sort of just, you know, it'll just be a bit magical, you know? And that's what you get when you basically uh, start the conversation with something that is about right now, the situation about her, about what you think is happening in her head, about something that she is just involved in. Right. I like that. Stefan, this is really great information here. And I think that even Though we haven't, doesn't feel like we've been talking that long. This is we have been talking oh, long, haven't we? <laughs> no, this has been great. It's flown by. I feel like just with this information alone, if guys were to take action on just a few of these concepts right here, they could already get some great results. You know, I, I just think this stuff is really easy uh, to understand and practical. You know, which mm. I like, and I feel like it just makes it like I said, that much easier for a guy to learn and, and start implementing. So, so this mm. is great. Okay. So great. let's, let's just wrap up here really quickly. Um, I know that if, if guys want to find out more about this process, all they got to do is go to the website approach at will.com, which I'm going to put in the show notes. So go check that out approach at will.com. Uh, but let, let me ask you this real quick. What do you think is, your favorite way or best way or best method if you have one to end up kind of sealing the deal with the girl in terms of you know walking away like when do you walk away do you walk away with a number do you try to give her your number what's your best method for for continuing to try to see her again after this uh, meet and greet Sure. I mean, with the number, when when it comes to getting a girl's number, that's also such a topic. There's so many misconceptions and terrible ideas about that. Um, so, um, how how do you get that? I mean, the moment when you ask for the number or when you take her number uh, is probably a better better way of saying it is important. And I guess there are a few different criteria for that. I mean. What I usually tend to do, I mean, recently, for example, I was on a train, I was talking to a girl, and I knew I was going to talk to her longer, but there was a moment when she said she lives in Amsterdam and she has a sister in London. This was in Holland. And so at that moment, I was like, well, that's cool. You can come visit me sometime. Let me take your number um, and, uh, and your email, and then you know, I'll, I'll send you mine, and then we can connect. I hadn't really spoken to her for a long time at the, at that point, and sometimes I don't ask for girl uh, for girl's number before I have actually really felt like oh I really want to un until we have really connected. But because she was so game so quickly, I just asked her right there and then because it was plausible. The word plausible is really important in my head. It sounds really boring, but whatever you do with a girl, especially at the beginning, the more plausible it is the better. So it made sense to ask for her number. So there were, she would have been weird not to give me her number at that point, right? The logic was with me. So 
having that right moment, the plausible moment when to ask for it. So, for example, when there comes a topic that makes an easy topic that could be about meeting up again, like, oh, you're talking about a similar you know, band or something, some event that's happening. Literally, that's the easiest way of, of doing it. Just, uh, just to say, well, um, well, give me your number. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know when it's happening. You can never have too many reasons to take a girl's number. And even if, you know, yeah, let's, let's leave it at that. But the other thing is you want to start to, you want to take a girl's number when you, um, when you've really bonded, you know, when you've just had a moment when it felt great, when she was just laughing with you, when you're just laughing together, when you're just like, I don't know, when she was just hit, playfully hitting you on the shoulder or any of that stuff. Once you've built attraction, once you've built a connection with her, and of course we could talk a lot about all that stuff, um, to ask to, to, to take her number um, uh, is, is important that you don't wait too long either so that somehow things are sort of dying down and then you ask for a number it doesn't always have to be at the end of the interaction and you don't you certainly shouldn't run off straight away like after you've taken a girl's number because that sounds like oh i've just here i've just been here for the number um it should be an afterthought that's a crucial thing i kind of teach my guys a lot the whole number thing is an afterthought okay here's the way it works we should connect again sometime to do this or that, blah, blah, blah. Oh, shit, I need to make sure that we can connect. Oh, let me take your number. Yeah, that's that's perfect. And I, I really, I like the, I, I think one of the magic words is let. I just think that that is such a powerful word right there. Let me get your number. Not can I have your number. You know, it's like, let me get, it's like you're being more direct about Like, yeah, let me get your number. You know, yeah. and it's not too aggressive where you're saying, give me your number. You know, it's something right in between that's just enough that you're showing confidence. But at the same time, uh, it's it's not too, you know, controlling. You know, let me get your yeah. number. And I like that. It's like, yeah, you're setting yourself up to win. It's like, it'd be crazy. You set up a situation where it'd be crazy for you not to ask for her number. You know, for, yeah. for and, and her or and her to to say no, right? You just do it at the perfect time that says uh, that makes sense. And I think I think the best time to get her number is right after what you might think is the peak of the conversation. So if things yeah. are going really well, let's just say like she's touching you a little bit, she's laughing a lot. Let's say like that is the peak of the conversation. You just wait a little bit longer and you get it right after that. Right, so right yeah. after that moment, uh, yeah, yeah, and I like what you said there. Don't wait till the very end or till things are dying down. I mean, hey, that could still work, but we, of course, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm guessing you know you and I see the same way. We we just want guys to maximize their chances of of success here. Just, so, just the one thing, the one thing that people shouldn't do, and this is happening a lot, is they they've just had a great conversation, they've been fun and they've been having lots of fun and she's laughing and everything and then all of a sudden they get serious when they ask for the number and that's the worst thing you possibly do. It's like, oh, um, can I get your number? Right. <laughs> and it's just like, it needs to just effortlessly flow in like it's nothing, okay? If people get nervous about this, and again, you need to expect her to obviously want to give you the number. Otherwise, why wouldn't she? That's crazy. Like, we we're just having a good time. Of course, she'll give me your number. It makes sense. So, you know, you assume again that, of course, she's going to give it to you. Right, right, exactly. And you hand her the phone and 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 
I, I really like handing somebody the phone and saying, hey, put it in there. Um, because it gets, when she gets physically involved with it, it also en enhances the, the commitment to it, you know? Right, exactly. If you, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I like it. That's great. This is great stuff. So if you're still listening and you're, you're still hanging on to this awesome episode with Stefan, and hopefully you're taking some notes here, uh, write down approach at will.com and check out his, his stuff so you can learn more about how to uh, how to approach. Although now I hate using that word. You've convinced me I feel like otherwise I should never use that word again. <laughs> well, Trip, you've got to read my book, man. I know. Seriously, <laughs> I got it. I got it. Well, I love it. Stefan, thanks again. Uh, any any last words you wanna you wanna give the listener? Just just to say, I mean, so that they know what they what expects them at Approach at Will. Um, what you get there is a is a four part video series, free, uh, quite in depth, quite uh, getting to four different topics. One is overcoming approach anxiety. You get three different uh, fantastic methods uh, to overcome approach anxiety. Uh, then you talk about uh, mindset and uh, attitude. Then we talk about uh, another way of starting a conversation. Then we talk about a, a complete walkthrough of how uh, to start a conversation with a girl and how I actually, you know, I'll give you an example of my own life from the beginning and to the end and break it all down. That's what you get there. Perfect. I love it. So yeah, check that out. And uh, we'll definitely have you on again. This was great. I feel like this is, we're just, you know, barely scratching the surface here. Of, yeah, all, all the yeah stuff that's true. You know, and you have to teach. And so, uh, you know, I'd love to have you on again uh, sometime in the future to keep oh, on chatting about this stuff. I'm I'm sure we're going to be uh, doing more together. So I'm looking forward to that. It was great. I mean, I hope that people enjoyed it. Um, and uh, I said I had a good time here with you, Trip. Okay? All right. Thank you so much, Stefan. Take cool. care. Thanks. Bye. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and write a review. Over 18 and want a question answered on the podcast? Email all your questions to trip at tripadvice.com.